0: Have you ever wanted to create cash flow outside of your job income or retirement plan? Have you considered large commercial real estate assets? Do you know about alternative investment strategies? Keep listening. This is Real Estate Revealed, hosted by Dave Seymour, the star of A&E's Flipping Boston and CEO of Freedom Venture Investments in Danvers. Get the real deal about investing in commercial real estate to create long-term Stable financial wealth. Smarten up your real estate skills
1: now. All right, hey, welcome. Real Estate Revealed. You know what time it is, don't you? Yeah, you do. Saturday morning, eleven o'clock. How's your weekend? Are the kids behaving themselves? Is your uh, is your partner behaving themselves? How, how you doing? You're listening to uh, a real estate show, but it's not your uh, your HGTV paint and carpet. No, this is something special, something different. Uh, my name is Dave Seymour. You might recognize me from the TV show Flipping Boston, ran on the A and E network. Um, and if you don't, that's okay. I'm also the uh, co-founder and CEO of Freedom Venture Investments, and we are a commercial real estate investment company. We put uh, investor capital to work at higher targeted yields than most other vehicles in the marketplace, but. What I also get to do is every single week, I get to bring in really, really cool people to talk about the financial side of real estate. Most people are only familiar with their primary residence, right? Uh, they probably own no more than three or five houses uh, uh, in their in their whole lifetime. And um, everybody says and knows on the whisper of the wind that wealth is created through real estate. Well, we unpack that on this show and I get to bring people in who are not only um, talking about it, but are actually doing it as well. Uh, my guest today is, uh, is a friend of mine. Uh, he's a cool, cool cat. His name is Daniel Kwok. He is one of what are known as the Kwok Brothers. He and his uh, brother uh, run an, uh, a real estate investment company. They're based out of Chicago. Uh, they're immigrants to the United States of America, just like I am. Came from another place, came here, uh, put in the hard work, put in the effort, took the risks, if you will, got educated, implemented what they learned in the world of real estate. And today, Dan and his brother are running not only a fantastic real estate investment company, but they're also running an exceptional, and I use that word purposefully, an exceptional real estate education business for people who want to learn this game at the highest level possible. So my man drum roll please are you there mr dan quack
2: yes i am how are you my friend
1: I'm good buddy i'm good man it's good to hear your voice how, how is it man it's got to be a little chilly out there in uh in the chai town area right it's yeah freezing bro, it's in negative
2: Boston. negative three degrees today
1: negative three today okay. negative
2: three
1: <laughs> what are we doing dan what the heck are we doing brother we're living in the coldest parts of the country, and we make our money in the warmest parts of the country. What are we doing? Please tell me. And
2: I don't know. You know, it's, I I always say the weather could be cold, but if your ideas are hot, everything's all right.
1: Oh, smooth, smooth operator. Smooth.
2: Hey, you know, I only need <laughs> I only need three things hot in my life. I need I need the market, right? I need my wife, and I need my tea. And that's there. I'm it is. Man, it's a good life if those three things are. hot.
1: It's funny, dude. You didn't get to meet my my kids because we, we just got to hang out at Starbucks that day when I met your beautiful wife. And she is, uh, she is. I'll, I'll be respectful and stay with beautiful. But my little guy, Bennett, he's now uh, uh, nine years old. Nice. So in a couple of weeks, he'll be nine. He was about six years old. And he comes up to me uh, one day and he, he looks at me and he goes, Dad, I figured it out. I go, what's that, Ben? He says, when I grow up, I want to get a warm wife. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I want a warm wife. I go. Why is that? He goes. Well, Dad, you know, you got mom. She's a hot wife, so I need a warm wife. I can't. There's only one hot wife, and you've already got her, Dad. So oh, anyway, <laughs> we digress a little. Dan, tell my listeners uh, about this journey. I, I mean, I looked. I looked up online. I did some background on you more than I already knew. But tell me about this journey um, from you know from your past. Uh, your, your parents, uh, your father was was a pastor. Tell me about your background a little bit, man, and what it was like coming to the states, and you know some of the challenges that you overcame to be where you are today.
2: Yeah, and I love that word you use, my brother. Journey, you know, it, and it's an adventure, man. It, it is a wonderful, wonderful adventure, and I, I and I love being friends with you because you and I are a lot alike. Where we we're two guys that enjoy the journey more than we do the results, mm. you know. And guys like us, man, we're the ones that stick around, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cats. They only do real estate when everything's going well and the market's hot and everything, you know. But we always find ways to stay in the game. We know that there are op- there's always opportunities in the market, you know. Markets change, but people don't. Problems don't, you know. And we're problem solvers day in and day out. So I, I love the I love the word you use. But my my journey. Speaking of journey, man, it starts as an immigrant. You know, I came to this country when I was only five years old, and I'm a young guy. You know, I'm only in my late twenties now. But my dad's a preacher. My mom uh, taught piano and, uh, you know, we came to this country with absolutely nothing. And, you know, we were dirt poor, you know, rent I think was 390 bucks a month. And, uh, you know, most nights we didn't have, we didn't have food, you know, and uh, there were some nights where we slept in our car because we couldn't afford to pay the heating bill. And dude, you know what, man? I remember when I was six years old, you know, my brother and I, we were in the backseat curled up. My parents thought I was sleeping. I wasn't. And I remember my mom having a conversation with my dad. But what they were gonna do about retirement. And my mom says, you know, honey, we can't even feed our kids. We can't even feed ourselves now. How are we gonna retire? And I remember the first deal I did was I bought a portfolio of single family houses that served as my parents' retirement fund. So that's what's possible with this whole real estate game, man. And I I don't know if any other assets I could have done or I could have used to get to where I am today, you know, which is to take care of my parents, you know, being able to provide for my wife and create a lot of op- opportunities for other people. So whether you do it actively or passively, which by the way, if you're doing it passively, you got to hit up Mr. Dave Seymour with Freedom Ventures because he's always got some <laughs> great opportunities for everybody. Uh, that's I my journey, you, man. man. That's you. how we got started. We were immigrants. We didn't speak English. We couldn't even apply for government assistance because so we didn't know how. And you know, wow. that's kind of my wow. entire childhood. And it, it led up to you know, even the high school. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to homecoming. I didn't get to enjoy a lot of things. But It made me hungry it made me appreciate the dollar and it made me appreciate the opportunities more so than the outcome
1: you know what dan i love you keep on using the word opportunity right and and we are we are a couple of guys very similar uh you know i got a few years on you but i you know i did i played the i played the game by the by the you know the big picture rules for a very long time and you know didn't necessarily financially win playing it that way trading time for money and you and i've talked about that for hours but You know what's interesting is you're consistently talking about the opportunity and and our country for all of its faults still supplies right the most wonderful opportunities there are for people who want to participate uh in the game whether it's you know whether it's retirement through real estate whether it's getting out of debt through real estate describe for me the opportunities that you saw when you started brother because i you know that hunger drives you but not everybody can can do what what you've done and what we've done because they tend to quit for some reason it mm. seems to be okay that you start something and you don't stop, right? You start it and then you just you just it's okay for some people to start and then they stop. They like, they like just give up. What yeah. were the opportunities that you just pounced upon, man? What was the first few deals?
2: You said it yourself, man, you know, we live in a society where people value the outcome more than the opportunity, and that's the problem that most people have. Mm. You know, because when you when you when you create a structure like that where the outcome is more desired than the opportunity, you you you're inviting the door for self-limiting beliefs you're inviting the door for expectations not being met in your life but you know for me it was it, it was a no-brainer i wanted to pick a craft i wanted to pick something and and, and just master it so my, my first deal man it was a as a, a portfolio of single family houses and then shortly after you know about three months later four months later i bought my first apartment uh, it was an eight unit apartment building that i actually bought no money down so those are my first wow. two opportunities but that's what it is kind of what we're just t- saying now and you know dave i've had the pleasure of learning a lot of things from you but just by being your friend you know you've got a lot of experience in your belt mm. you've got the best of both mm. worlds really you got a lot of experience but you still have the energy of a guy my age you know
3: um,
1: <laughs> which is why i love hanging you know out what with that man. is brother that that's just straight up passion that's passion and drive i'm more passionate yeah. about the uh the opportunity for my investors today than i am for myself which is oh, kind for of sure. interesting, and you know? you know what?
2: Usually, usually the guys that are like that, the guys who are older and still have that energy, it ju- it's usually not passion. It's usually some something else. It's some substance, you know. I won't say the name on the radio show, but <laughs> not me, know. not they're, me.
1: They're, they're, so, sober 31 years, You can't even pride, blame for that that's one. <laughs>
2: right? You know, these those guys are a little, they're a little twitchier. If you get what I mean, but yeah, for sure. No, but for it, sure. It, it, you know, it is the opportunity. So when I first got started in real estate, which I I got involved with real estate because you know, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to do a lot of things for the world. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I had dreams of building hospitals in Africa and, you know, uh, helping out with things that I was really passionate about. I've got a, I got a big heart for inner city, um, you know, kids, you know, kids who grew yeah. up in the projects, the, you know, South Side of Chicago is something that I'm very passionate about. You know, two of my best friends actually grew up in the South Side of Chicago. And, you know, they tell me every time we hang out, you know, we talk about the issues and the problems that's actually happening, you know, over there. And what we can do as, problem solvers to, to do so but the way I got involved with real estate is I was a big Chicago Bulls fan growing up you know I love basketball Michael Jordan was actually the first player I ever watched when I first came to America
1: and didn't realize uh, I'm in Boston right
2: yeah. I got you, bro. I know. I know. All right, man. I you just know? want to throw that out there. All right. I'm done. Keep
1: going. Keep going. <laughs> hey,
2: Chicago you guys got bulls. the better team right now. So, you know, it's, you got a lot to celebrate, <laughs> but so I, I was a big fan of the bulls. And, um, you know, this one day I, I picked up a, a biography. It was this guy, biography of the guy who owned the bulls a guy named Jerry Reinsdorf. And I was 17 years old. And I saw that, you know, this guy had made his money by investing in real estate. He was a CPA and attorney. started investing in commercial real estate in chicago so i was like man that's what i gotta do that's what i gotta get involved in and uh so i studied my butt off i'd get up at you know six seven in the morning go to sleep one or two at night and the whole time aside from you know working out or or eating i would just be obsessed and there's one thing that people always say is like oh follow your passion follow your passion and for me i don't know i i kind of disagree with that i understand it works for some people but for me what, the, the reason why I'm at where I'm at today is my curiosity. I've always followed my curiosity as opposed to following my passion. Um, I was always curious about real estate. And even to this day, I'm still very curious about real estate and what I could learn. So, you know, I, I would say to a lot of people that want to get involved with real estate, figure out the things within the real estate industry that you find intriguing, that you want to learn more about, that, that drives your curiosity, and then let your curiosity lead you as opposed to your passions. Because I mean, our passions change every single year, every five years, ten years. You know, it's very deceiving.
1: I uh, I like that word, man. Curiosity, right? Always, always be learning. Always be. Le- we're, we're familiar with ABC. Always be closing, but I'm I'm going to throw a new one out there. ABL, always be learning, because to your point, it consistently changes, right? It consistently mm-hmm. changes. COVID has created you know just unprecedented change uh, from the way the government has looked at the problem, from the way the real estate market is addressing the problem, uh, from the way that, that Wall Street <laughs> is addressing the problem of COVID because if you're not curious, if you're not engaged in the conversation and we've had this this you know one-on-one talks about this, that the human condition of you know just close your eyes and maybe it'll all go away and get better. Um, it doesn't work, right? You, people uh, have to participate or not. And if they don't participate, then they suffer the consequences. Hey, Dan, we're going to take, take a quick break here. But when we get back, I'd like, I'd like to build off of what we just dropped there. Um, what's going on today? You know, why is it that uh, you know, the, the yield is so low uh, for most other investments? And yet, guys like us in the commercial real estate space... I mean, we're on fire. We're on fire. So we'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Dave Seymour, Dan Quack on Real Estate Revealed. Real Estate Revealed. We'll be right back.
3: Today, the real estate market is booming. Mortgage rates just hit historic 30-year lows. And the New York Times recently reported that investors are snapping up real estate at rock bottom prices. And now savvy investors are buying real estate using their IRAs that allows them to access their retirement funds to buy properties without paying any penalties or early withdrawal fees. If you have funds in your retirement account and you are interested to learn more, call Horizon Trust today at 866-712-2007. That's 866 866- Unlock the power of your retirement account and take advantage of one of the most profound opportunities in real estate since the housing crisis 15 years ago. Call Horizon Trust Retirement Specialist at 866-712-2007. And for a limited time, get our free ultimate guide to buying real estate with your IRA. That's 866-712-2007 or visit horizontrust.com slash Horizon Trust Company is an independent passive custodian and is not associated or affiliated with and does not recommend, promote, or advise any specific investment, investment opportunity, investment sponsor, investment company, or investment promoter, or any agents, employees, representatives, or other of such firms or entities. Horizon Trust is not providing investment advice, advocating, or endorsing real estate. These options may or may not be a fit for individual investors. Investments are not FDIC insured, offer no bank guarantee, and may lose value. Horizon Trust doesn't receive any commissions or fees if client invests with any other sponsor.
1: Have you ever wondered how to create cash flow outside of your job income or retirement plan? Have you considered large commercial real estate assets? Do you know what an alternative investment strategy is? Well, tune in for all the answers on my show, Real Estate Revealed. This is Dave Seymour. You might recognize me from the hit TV show, Flip in Boston. I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Freedom Venture Investments. So smarten up your real estate know-how by tuning in every Saturday for all investment details. Visit us at info at freedomventure.com slash 104.9. Call my team at seven eight one. Nine two two four four one eight.
0: Thinking of purchasing a new home, second home, or investment property, or maybe refinancing to get a lower rate, consolidate debts, drop BMI, or need cash out to do home improvements? George Koutsos, mortgage officer of Cross Country Mortgage in Danvers, is just the loan officer you will need. As Essex County's top loan officer with more than eight thousand past happy clients and over thirty years' experience, George and his team will be happy to assist you. With rates the lowest in history, don't hesitate. Act now. You may be able to. See- Save thousands of dollars. Call George at 978 4663
1: You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Dave Seymour from A&E's Flipping Boston. Alright, Dave Seymour here. Yeah, you know, you know what's going on. We're unpacking the magic. My dear friend Dan Quark out in the Chicago market, real estate investor, commercial as well as residential stuff. Um, look, you know where to go now if you need a mortgage locally. Give my buddy George Cusos a buzz, Stevie Bellesi, best realtor on the North Shore. And when you really want to do some intelligent investing and start self directing your retirement accounts, you can reach out to my friends over at Horizon Trust. Dan, in March of this year, COVID gave, uh, gave the world a slap like it's never experienced before. I think it was probably even worse than the pandemic. Uh, of the spanish flu at the turn of the century because i don't i don't believe that you know global commerce was firing the way that it is today you know in the in the 2020s what what was your immediate response to it all down what did you see going on give me some feedback on your thoughts because i know how smart you are you you do a ton of research like you really know what's going on financially what did you see and and what do you see some of the repercussions of the actions uh, that have happened due to due to COVID.
2: Yeah, you know my my initial reaction was, you know, at, at some point I knew something was going to happen. You know, a lot of times when we see markets being overinflated, and you know, we we talk about market cycles. Usually, one of those one of one of the three things happens, which is you know either war breaks out, or number two, you know, we see some type of correction in the market, or number three, we see some type of global pandemic um, or something bigger happening. You know I mean even looking at the effects of what 9-11 had on the economy you know um, it's 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 kind of one of those things where something happens so for me you know I I I don't want to say I knew this was going to happen because nobody would have predicted what happened with you know COVID and the pandemic but you know in 2019 I actually sold all my apartments uh, because I identified that you know our our dollar was getting weaker and you and I talked about this Way back when, you know, we were putting out videos about the housing market on my YouTube channel. We were talking, we were already talking about my friend about how the the markets were being propped up by, you know, used to use the word Mickey Mouse money.
1: Yeah. You know, (laughs) how the
2: entire banking industry, which by the way, that's the terminology I still use today. You know, I even when my wife tells me she doesn't want to go anywhere, I was like, is that a Mickey Mouse excuse? You know, <laughs>
1: but I got to figure out the origin of that. I'm not sure what it is. It's just been part yeah. of my vocabulary for years. We'll we'll figure that out later. Keep going. We'll figure man. that out
2: later, right? But you know, you and I we were already talking, my friend, about how the banking industry back, you know, late 2019, you know, was they were being propped up by you know big repo markets. Yeah. You know, they're they being pumped up. I mean, even now, look at the, looking at the Federal Reserve balance sheet. You know, we, you and I, people like me and you, saw a lot of this coming. So, you know, right now in real estate, you're absolutely right, my friend, it is absolutely on fire. You know, the median sales price of a single family house has gone up over 15% year over year, looking at 2019 compared to 2020. Um, As far as I'm concerned, a majority of my tenants are still paying rent. Um, You know, all my single family, all my single family houses I own, nobody has missed rent yet, you know, with the apartments that I still do have a little bit. You know, I think our collection was around 90%. And for the other 10%, we're, we're doing what we can to help them. Uh, but it, it points towards, again, investing towards the right thing. You know, I think if you want to talk about something that's being pumped up by Mickey Mouse money right now, man, if you want to look at the stock market, that's a different oh, story. Oh, my God.
1: Rather. Look, I know I know you have a lot more intelligence than I do in that market. And I, I, I say that, you know, just in, in humility for myself. Like, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. What was your take on the whole... um Uh, GameStop and Tesla and you know know, just just the the craziness that seems to be going on out there what's your what's your take on that stuff Dan
2: yeah you know it's something that you know I I think when it happened we saw hundreds of YouTubers make videos on it It's, it's the only thing that people could talk about for you know hours and hours and hours um But here's what I think. Here's what I find truly ironic. You know, obviously, we understand what the the hedge funds do with the short squeeze where they'll manipulate certain markets and stocks to go down for them to be able to make their money. But in many ways, who's to say that these guys, these Wall Street bet guys who, you know, the ones especially in the early process, who's to say that they didn't do the same thing, right? They bought GameStop. They told everyone to buy GameStop to, you know, to defeat the hedge funds. And guess what they did? At the peak, they sold. Yeah. So in many ways, they did the same thing that the hedge fund does to their investors. You know, they'll they'll buy something and then, you know, they'll they'll tell everybody to to go buy it and, and manipulate the market for the stock to go up. And then once it's up, they'll sell, and they make are the you money. Seen, just like are you have you seen
1: any money, Dan, come come out of the market towards your company and your investments? And the reason I ask you that question is because I'm not going to say there's a tsunami of it heading our way, but I'm having. A lot, and I mean that sincerely. A lot of high-level conversations with smaller institutions, smaller hedge funds, that are just saying we we can't we can't play this silliness anymore in these, these these overinflated stocks and and the way that the market is running. Are you seeing some of that yourself?
2: Yeah, we are, and and you know what, man, I think that's one of the reasons why so many the cryptocurrency market is the hot is the new kid sure. on the block right now. It's super mm. hot. And in my opinion, you know, Bitcoin and a lot of these cryptocurrencies—they've—they've they've kind of overtaken gold and silver in terms of the mainstream commodity that people are relying on. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, ever since you know Nixon took the, the dollar off the gold standard, a lot of people saw gold and silver as kind of a shelter when the stock market and the bond market became too volatile.
1: Right, they would
2: go towards more tangible assets, um, and and crypto has kind of taken the place. You know, and, and yes, you know, sh- silver and gold are, are still at Historically speaking, relatively pretty high places right now, but crypto has really taken that place. And one of the things that you know we're communicating to a lot of individuals that we're trying to touch is: look, real estate's been around for ever since the first caveman rented out the first cave to yeah. his fellow caveman. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, he did. You know, and that imagine if cryptocurrency it was able to pay you cash flow every single month. You know. Um,
1: and give you tax benefits
2: and give you tax. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and real estate is guaranteed to increase in value over time because, well, you know, they're not making any more land, you right. know? So, so people, people are like, Oh, you know, we got it. You got to invest in, invest in crypto. There's only 21 million, you know, Bitcoins that's able to be mined. So you, you can't overinflate it. You can't print more of it like you can with cash. And I'm like, Hey, I'm pretty sure God ain't creating more earths either.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: You, yeah. You, we're not, we're not creating more land. We're not creating So, you know in my opinion i think it's a it is the perfect time for investors right now to leave the stock market and talk to guys like me talk to guys like dave and you know dave you've got a lot of really cool projects going on down south yeah. you know i think i think now is the time for people to move into some of the opportunities like you know the ones you and i got going on
1: sure Sure. No, I, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I just, it's, it's, it's so interesting. I was on, um, uh, there's a new app out there. And when, and when you get an iPhone, enjoy the rest of the cool kids, you can come join us. You can't <laughs> come yet. Man, but, um, I, I was on a, uh, on a debate stage on, uh, on Clubhouse, this app that's out there now. And it's, it's, this place is on fire. Um, and I was in a debate stage between a guy by the name of Bruce Ding, a friend of mine. He is just a phenomenal trader. Um, and there was a couple of us real estate guys. And the question was, you know, let's have the debate of, of stocks and stocks and day trading, et cetera, versus real estate. And, you know, the pros and the cons. And it was, it was so interesting to have this debate because... You know, we talked about liquidity and illiquidity, the liquidity of the stock market. Bruce's argument was, well, that's a benefit. Well, my argument was, is that's a negative because it's the illiquidity of the market that allows the scared average investor, the day trader, you know, who can open up any online account, press five or 10 buttons, lose 10,000, or make 200, you know, in, in a day, and um, it was just interesting to, to have that debate because the illiquidity of a commercial real estate investment, the world we live in, creates maturity. I, I think that's a, a fair statement to make. W- would you agree with that? The mature, the, 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 there's more maturity in, in commercial real estate investing because of its, its longevity, like you said?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if you look at a piece of property, if you give it 30 years, it is guaranteed to increase in value. But you look at a, a stock, you know, 30 years from now, that company might not even be around. Yeah, You know, I mean, think, yeah. think about individuals who had stock in some of these big companies like Blockbuster or, you know, JCPenney. 15, 20 years ago, these guys would have been saying,
1: oh man, I'm gonna- Sears, 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 Sears right? and Roebuck, dude. Who would have figured oh, yeah.
2: it? Yeah, absolutely. So these guys were who <laughs> held stock in those, they're, they're saying, oh man, these companies are never gonna go bankrupt. Well, it's the nat- it's the nature of the beast.
1: I, um, I had a really good conversation, and, and for those of you listening, um, next week, um, a surprise to my friends at uh, 104.9, next week um, there is going to be uh, the, an interview with, with Kevin Harrington, um, the original shark from Shark Tank. And one of the things that Kevin said, and you'll resonate with this, Dan, was, is he said his whole challenge throughout his career was always the fact that there was a bell curve in business because he was in the products world, right? Mm. He said the product or the stock would do really, really well, and it would rise, 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 and then it would plateau, and then it would go back down again. And his point was, is the reason that he partnered with us at Freedom Venture Investments was because he loved the maturity, the longevity, and the ability to create wealth through real estate because it really has a 45 degree angle when you think about it. And the angle is usually going north, not south. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's not not uncommon for for folks to get stuck in that. Look, man, I, I don't know about Bitcoin, Dan. I'm not a Bitcoin guy. It makes no sense to me, and I, I'm a I'm kind of like a, a sticks and bricks fundamental guy. If it doesn't make sense, I don't do it. You know, you do you understand what I'm saying?
2: No, absolutely. You know, and and I've been doing a lot of research on Bitcoin and stocks, just you know, because I like to learn. Uh, but right now, it hasn't. You know, the technology because the big thing that a lot of people are make the case is making is it's not Bitcoin itself. It's it's the blockchain technology. Um, hmm. And I, I understand that, you know, it's backed, you know, it's it's backed by not a commodity, but it's more so backed by a, a technological system. But it hasn't shown me that it can be transactional, you know, amongst the global economy. Uh, and speaking to Kevin Harrington, for that reason, with Bitcoin, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> nice. but, you know, your, your Bitcoin right now isn't kind of a catch-22 because, you know, if, if you want Bitcoin to be considered seriously and, you know, Elon Musk sent out a tweet saying that, you know, he's looking to allow uh, you know say he says uh, something along the lines of he, he he's some he's wanting to allow individuals to buy teslas with bitcoin or something like that mm. um well we're in a catch-22 because if you allow bitcoin to be transactional in a global economy guess what happens well it's got to get centralized you know there's got to be regulation attached to it there's there's going to be you know municipalities and fiscal policy and that's going to enter into the picture and that's inevitable and whenever you have something like this be centralized, well, guess what? It brings down the value of whatever that thing is. So for me, it's, you know, let's see where it goes. But I'm having a hard time, a lot like you, my friend, I'm having a hard time seeing Bitcoin as, as more than a commodity currently. But, you know, I hope I'm wrong because, again, this this isn't something that a lot of people are moving towards it because, you know, none of these big hedge fund guys are able to touch it right now.
1: You know, you know what, Dan, here's, here's what I'm thinking while I'm listening to you. And I love the intelligence of the conversation because that's I'm learning, you know, uh, blockchain technology. I don't even know what the heck that means, but it sounds really cool. But here's, here's what I'm thinking listening to you. I hope all of those things do well. And here's why. I don't ever want to tear somebody else down or some other strategy down to build our strategy up. Mm-hmm. But here's what I want to discuss when we come back from our next little break here. I want to discuss the solidity and the confidence of commercial real estate investing. I'm going to say that again. The solidity and the confidence that investors get with commercial real estate investing because we don't have the volatility of the market. You're listening to Real Estate Reveal with Dave Seymour and my very good friend, Daniel Kwok. We'll be right back.
0: Real Estate Revealed. We'll be right back.
4: Steve Valesis of Solaris Realty has intimate knowledge of the North Shore market with over a decade of experience and record of 300 real estate transactions. When it's time to buy or sell property, give Steve a call directly at 617-763-1001. That's 617-763-1001.
1: Have you ever wondered how to create cash flow outside of your job income or retirement plan? Have you considered large commercial real estate assets? Do you know what an alternative investment strategy is? Well, tune in for all the answers on my show, Real Estate Revealed. This is Dave Seymour. You might recognize me from the hit TV show, Flipping Boston. I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Freedom Venture Investments. So smarten up your real estate know-how by tuning in every Saturday for all investment details. Visit us at info at freedomventure.com slash 104.9. Call my team at seven eight one.
3: Today, the real estate market is booming. Mortgage rates just hit historic 30-year lows. And the New York Times recently reported that investors are snapping up real estate at rock bottom prices. And now savvy investors are buying real estate using their IRAs that allows them to access their retirement funds to buy properties without paying any penalties or early withdrawal fees. If you have funds in your retirement account and you are interested to learn more, call Horizon Trust today at 866-712-2007. That's 866-712-2007. Unlock the power of your retirement account and take advantage of one of the most profound opportunities in real estate since the housing crisis 15 years ago. Call Horizon Trust Retirement Specialist at 866-712-2007. And for a limited time, get our free Ultimate Guide to Buying Real Estate with your IRA. That's 866 712 Two zero zero seven, or visit horizontrust.com/slash-date. Horizon Trust Company is an independent passive custodian and is not associated or affiliated with, and does not recommend, promote, or advise any specific investment, investment opportunity, investment sponsor, investment company, or investment promoter or any agents, employees, representatives, or other of such firms or entities. Horizon Trust is not providing investment advice, advocating, or endorsing real estate. These options may or may not be a fit for individual investors. Investments are not FDIC insured, offer no bank guarantee, and may lose value. Horizon Trust doesn't receive any commissions or fees if client invests with any other sponsor.
0: You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Dave Seymour
1: from a and Flipping Boston. Welcome back. I got to say it. You are listening to a couple of geniuses. I said genius, Dan. Geniuses discussing the power of commercial real estate. So, Dan, tell me, like, pretend I'm in first grade. Why would I want to invest with a guy like you or a guy like me in a commercial real estate asset? What does that look like? I don't have $20 million to go buy an apartment complex. How can I even get involved with something like that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, fortunately, there's guys like me and you who create funds where, you know, even the little investors can get involved and they could take advantage of what's happening in the commercial real estate market. One of the things I love about commercial real estate is that it's constantly changing. You know, uh, I'm going to quote Bruce Lee you know, because not just because of my race, but, you know, because I mean, I grew up watching a lot of Kung Fu movies. I love Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee said, you know, you got to be like water and I love real estate because it's a lot like water in a sense that, well, guess what? If one aspect of commercial real estate doesn't work, there's always another aspect of commercial real estate that always will work. So for mm-hmm. example, a lot of people are talking about how, you know, the single family housing market is booming, you know, and that re- the retail is, 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 you know, falling to the wayside and office space is falling to the wayside that, you know, people are working from home, you know, so office space is going to, is going to go down and down and down. Well, guess what? You know, that allows then for the self-storage industry to elevate because if more people yeah. are working from home, they're going to need more storage. They're going to need more space. So that allows the, the the self-storage industry to boom and self-storage office space. They both fall under the umbrella of commercial real estate. So, right. you know, I love it because even to a first-grader, you, you can explain this, but, you know, it it's truly is an investment vehicle where the more you learn, the more you can earn.
1: Ooh, say that again.
2: Yeah, a, the more you learn, the more you can earn.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> I love it. You know what I started to see uh, quite a bit going on is um, taking some of this, these larger big-box retail um, assets And turning them like industrial, and um, I've seen quite a few, um, uh, you know, proformers, PPMs, pitch decks uh, come across my desk. Uh, And for those of you listening, what they're doing out there is is they're taking, um, you know, a mall area or something that's that's just, you know, hemorrhaging money because of, of the COVID impact. And what is everybody doing? As as Dan says, water flows, right? Energy's flowing; it's always moving. Well, everybody's moved to online retail, right? Online commerce. Well, you still need the physical products to, uh, you know, to get to your door. So, you know, they're taking these these assets, and I'm sure you're seeing some of it too, especially in Chicago, because you guys have got so much light industrial around that marketplace, where they're, they're just becoming um, hubs for for moving the packages you know how many how many amazon vans have you seen in your neighborhood compared to this time last year oh like, man. yeah right everybody's now opening up an amazon um you know delivery franchise under uh under bezos's mighty umbrella so tell me about tell me about residential though why do you like residential then why, why is that why is that your happy place
2: yeah so to be more specific i I love commercial residential that's what i meant yeah 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 yeah. i I own a lot of single family houses and and whatnot it's great you know uh they're, they're awesome but i love you know i love commercial residential and the ancillary strategies that go with it so ancillary meaning you know you've got your main apartment complex but there's a lot of things to support you know and and be ancillary to that strategy you know such as know self storage units and i don't know why people don't do this in secondary markets This strategy is very prevalent in primary markets where you know you have more of a population density but you know why why not have an apartment complex in secondary markets with a dry cleaners you know on on site or a coffee shop or a diner on site you know so i i love commercial real estate especially residential commercial real estate for that reason because you're really, what you're doing is you're shaping and you're creating an experience for your customers on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows you to compete. You know, at the end of the day, I love real estate because, you know, it's it's one of the three basic human needs, you know, water, food, and shelter. So, you know, I know it's never going away. It's always going to be here. Uh, it's an investment where I, you know, and that's, and that's one of my rules. Unless myself 10 years from now will thank me for it, I don't do it. You know so oh, I, I say
1: that again that
2: was good yeah say that so my, again. my investment philosophy is un- unless the 10 year older version of me is going to thank me for it today i don't do it so nice. you know i'm in my late 20s if, if daniel in his late 30s is not happy with my actions right now then you know i've got i've got some things i got to rethink but mm. you know i love residential commercial real estate man well what about you you're you're big into apartments i know you and yeah. our, our friend yeah. johnny d in yeah, this-
1: John Dessauer. Yeah, Johnny's uh, just had a meeting with Johnny uh, yesterday. Our CIO, Walter Novicki, met with um, met with John yesterday. We're taking down a an eighty-one unit, so we're just going through the handoff and what it looks like for John Dessauer and his team to jump in. And you know, part of our vertical is is to take over the management of it. You, you, look, Dan, I love commercial real estate apartment house investing for a multitude of reasons, but the first reason is 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 two words cash flow, I'll say it again, cash flow. So many investors um, are out there, including, you know, retirements, 401ks, things of that nature, are out there playing a playing a game that says, you know, I'm, I'm banking on cash flow, maybe six months, eight months, a year, 18 months down the line, where in times of, of discourse, you know, right, times of challenge, Um, It's a a quarterly distribution check to an investor that keeps them uh, in the bright, right? Keeps them on course, if you will, uh, for what it is that we do for them. Um, You know, in commercial real estate, I get cash flow. I get tax benefits through depreciation. You know the power of cost segregation, which basically allows me to depreciate fixtures and fittings uh, inside my, my apartment complexes. I love being able to give people decent, clean, affordable, safe community housing, right? And when I say community, I mean, we create a community in each one of our assets. Um, I grew up in England's version of the housing projects. And even though we were broke then, we we still had community, like we all knew each other. We all kind of like took care of each other and looked out for each other. So I love that community piece. And at the end of the day, it's printing money because you know as as you do with your assets we do with ours we just look for the problems we look yeah. for the problems in the complex we fix the problems we increase the amount of money it brings in and therefore we increase its value we don't have to wait for market cycles to to increase value we're in charge of that we are nobody else and it's tangible so back to you brother i mean do you, are you are you in agreement young man because I think you oh, yeah. are right
2: no absolutely man you know that's of course. Uh, the, the, the older I get you know I still have a long ways to go but you know' um, I'm, that's one of the things I'm learning you know I think you and I man, we're both we're both aligned in our philosophy you know i've got I, I've got a different type of PPP program you know it's not the pay it's not the paycheck protection program it's the people the property and the problems program nice like, that's that's what we do you know we're in the PPP business you know that's we 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 look for people we solve their problems
1: and we work with properties one of my mentors said that then he said to me dave you're not in real estate you're in people and i'm like what do you mean man i you know i'm in construction i fix stuff i buy stuff i sell stuff he goes no man he goes you're in the people business he said if you put people first and profit second he said you'll always win mm. he said don't be greedy he said you know pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered he said work the very best deal you can and create and it sounds so freaking corny but it's true create yeah. win-win situations for everybody involved you the seller the seller the buyer the investor and the tenant and then to your point of all the ancillaries um, you know we get to, we get to put in really good insurance companies we get to put together really good um, um, you know uh, apartment insurance for for our, for our tenants um, you know, the, the services that we supply through, you know, our groundskeeping, our, the construction that we put in, the property management that we put in, you know, a, an apartment complex is a business uh, all on its own um, and, and allows people to earn decent livings and at the same time take great care of the tenant base. It's such a joy, right, to, to take something broken, fix it and make it more valuable.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that's what you and Johnny are doing right now. You know, you guys are looking at distressed assets and you know, you guys are going in there and improving, you're adding value, you know, yeah, um, yeah. that's awesome guys. I, I love, I love your philosophy. I'm telling you, I, I know I said it before, but everybody listening, you guys got to check out Dave's company.
1: <laughs> I love you, dad. This is about you brother? Not me, not me, but thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that. You know, we got, um, we got a sweet little deal, the 81 actually that, uh, that John just uh, met with Walter on. And it's it's such a good deal, man. Such a good deal. You know, it's been mismanaged. We're gonna take that over all in for seven million including construction. We'll raise three million. We're gonna syndicate this one down as a sidecar deal to the fund. Um, But uh, we'll raise three million. Our investors will get, you know, targeted 10, 14% quarterly distributions on the amount of money that they put in out of that three million. Uh, we we'll do a shorter hold on this one, down a uh, two year, 36, 36 months, and then when we sell after that three year period of time, um, you know they, they participate in the upside. Seventy five percent of the profit goes back to the investor base, and they're looking at you know 22 percent IRR internal rate of return on their money. I don't know anywhere else where you can do that with confidence. Yeah. If you could if you could show me, I'd love to know where it is. And and check this one out. Then the Fed. Is screaming at me, borrow my money because the interest rates are so freaking low right now.
2: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. like the stars are aligned. Where else can you get a, a loan like that on a, uh, on a on a on a you know a real estate transaction? You know, I think this last one's like three point two mm. percent amortized over twenty years. Uh, the cost of capital is so cheap. The amount of capital on the sidelines, you know, looking for an opportunity is is ridiculous. Um, I'll let you in know a little secret. We got a, we got a friend of ours who's actually going to be down at spring training. He's part of the, the Red Sox organization. He's going to be down there, um, you know, to, talking to the guys, like yeah. doing some presentations down with, with the guys. It's like there's so much money looking for somewhere to go with confidence. And, um, you know, your deals, my deals, your business model, our business model fits all of that stuff. Um, look, before we, before we wrap up together, first of all, I know how busy you are, brother, and I appreciate your time. But if somebody wants to, to to find you guys and learn more about what you do and how you do it, what's the best way for them to touch gloves with you, man?
2: yeah you know i'd say go to our website Uh my last name k-w-a-k you know just thequakbrothers.com if they want to check out our youtube channel i know my friend you're about to start a youtube channel and you're, yeah, you're i'm thinking at, about it i need you to right. help me
1: more but we'll get yeah, yeah, there and i will
2: we'll, we'll do it you know i know. You, know you just you just let me know my friend and i'll, I'll be ready you know okay uh, but our youtube channel is the quak brothers we talk a lot about what we talked about today you know what's happening with the housing market you know we do a lot of in depth analysis and we have fun That's first and foremost, we have a lot of fun. So um, that's Beautiful. where you can find us.
1: Beautiful. All right. One more thing before I let you go. If somebody's thinking about real estate, what's the very first thing that they should do if they want to learn more about investing or being an investor in real estate, one quick answer, fire away.
2: Yeah. I'd say research, figure out, mm-hmm. figure out if this is for you. Um, cause this is the game where if you're not serious about it, you know, you're, you're going to get knocked out. Um, You know this is a a pretty serious game so i would say research see if this is something that catches your curiosity and if it is great there's great guys like myself and dave who you know who have a lot of resources to help you out and you know we got a lot of free stuff on our website so um yeah that's probably the one word i would say
1: love it my my line for that was educate don't speculate yes yeah dan quok thanks brother we're gonna take a quick break and i'll be right back Dan, awesome, bro! Thank you. Nice, dude. I like the
2: in your picture. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that blazer?
0: Real Estate Revealed. We'll be right back. Thinking of purchasing a new home, second home, or investment property? Or maybe refinancing to get a lower rate, consolidate debts, drop PMI, or need cash out to do home improvements? George Koutsos, Mortgage Officer of Cross Country Mortgage in Danvers, is just the loan officer you will need. As Essex County's top loan officer, with more than 8,000 past happy clients and over 30 years' experience, George and his team will be happy to assist you. With rates the lowest in history, don't hesitate. Act now. You may be able to save thousands of dollars. Call George at 978-777-4663.
1: Have you ever wondered how to create cash flow outside of your job income or retirement plan? Have you considered large commercial real estate assets? Do you know what an alternative investment strategy is? Well, tune in for all the answers on my show, Real Estate Revealed. This is Dave Seymour. You might recognize me from the hit TV show, Flipping Boston. I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Freedom Venture Investments. So smarten up your real estate know-how by tuning in every Saturday for all investment details. Visit us at info at freedomventure.com slash 104.9. Call my team at seven eight one.
4: Steve Valesis of Solaris Realty has intimate knowledge of the North Shore market. With over a decade of experience and record of 300 real estate transactions, when it's time to buy or sell property, give Steve a call directly at 617-763-1001. That's 617-763-1001.
0: You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Dave Seymour from A&E's Flipping
1: Boston. That was fun, huh? Yeah, you can say it was fun. Yeah, it is. Look, discovery is fun. Discovery is fun. So let's let's unpack this a little bit. There was a lot of information flying around there. Maybe some of it went over your head, maybe some of it didn't. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, oh my god, you know, my money's dying on the vine. Um, I want to share a little something with you. It's a pretty, pretty uh pretty profound, um, article that I came across, um, this week. And it talks about what's called the, uh, the bond market, the junk bond market. Um, first thing to, to understand is this, what, what is a, a junk bond? So I, you know, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I did a little research before I brought this discussion to the, to the forefront here. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, is because the, um, the, the bond market is a place where investors, and I'm talking wall street has gone typically, for high yield. And a junk bond is a bond that is um, uh, invested in companies that are risky, companies that, you know, um, have a high potential of, of not being able to pay their bills. So junk bonds represent bonds issued by companies that are financially struggling and have a high risk of defaulting or not paying their interest payments or repaying the principal to investors. Junk bonds are also called, this is important, listen, high yield bonds. For those of you who aren't in finance, yield means return. If somebody says to you, I'll give you 4%, 5%, 6%, 20% on your money, they're talking about the yield on capital. So these are called high yield bonds, since the higher yield is needed to help offset any risk of default. So if you're taking notes, you now know what a high yield bond or junk bond is. However, Bloomberg put out an article, and it says, U.S. junk bond yields drop below 4% for the first time ever, ever. Everywhere that the market, and when I say the market, I'm also talking about your 401k accounts. I'm talking about other investors. I'm talking about the money that your certified financial planner moves around for you the market has consistently gone to these types of bonds to increase yield. The other place that they went for yield and consistency and safety was the US bonds, T bonds. Well, if you pay attention to that, um, they're below 1% right now in yield. So if the high yield, the most uh, risky investments in the markets a drop in below 4%, and the safest yield in the market is below 1%, you tell me, are we in trouble? Are you in trouble? I don't know. That's something you're going to have to answer for yourself. But what I'll throw in there as a little addition to that is, with the amount of capital that's been printed and dumped into our economy, what does that do to inflation? Hmm. Is inflation higher than 4%? Is it lower than 4%? Is inflation higher than 1%? Is it lower than 1%? I don't know, I don't know. You're smart enough to do the research yourself. But what I will tell you is this, the odds are pretty good that inflation will be, and is, and is continuing to be a, a Pac-Man. what wah wah wah, 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 As it chews up yield in the marketplace. And what that does is, is what you figured you needed to retire on, the odds are pretty strong right now that that could be challenged. So that's the doom and gloom, right? Uh, Every problem has a solution. Otherwise, it's not a problem, right? I'll say that again. Every problem has a solution. Otherwise, it's not a problem. So if you perceive it and you resonate that it's maybe a problem, well, we believe we have a solution to it. And as I said to you at the beginning of the episode today, I run a company called Freedom Venture Investments. You can go to freedomventure.com. There you'll find a lot more information about who we are, what we do, and how we can help you. Or you can pick up the phone and call 781-922-4418. So what do we do? Well, we work with what are called accredited investors. An accredited investor is determined by the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, and they say an accredited investor based on their income and their net worth is smart enough to invest in something which is not in the market. Kind of interesting. If you look at that, it says if you're investing in the market according to the SEC, you may be not as smart as somebody who has a choice to not invest in the market. I didn't write the rules. I'm just putting the, putting the playing field out there for you to decide what you want to do. So an accredited investor, because of their earning capacity and net worth, can invest in alternative investments, things that are not in the, in the uh, regular marketplace. Um, an accredited investor earns $200,000 a year or more as an individual, $300,000 as a couple or a family household or a million dollars in net worth, including their retirement accounts. So don't discount yourself and say, oh, I must be in the, uh, in the other category. I don't make enough or I don't have enough. Uh, our team can help you determine that just with a simple questionnaire and a CPA or an attorney will help you. But if you are an accredited investor, well, you have options that non-accredited investors uh, do not have right now. And the option that you could consider is investing in commercial real estate assets. Now, we have two ways that we help people who want help first way is through a, um, a real estate investment fund. And what we do is, is we pool capital. Minimum investment is $100,000, which isn't a lot of money. You can't retire on it. $100,000. We put that into uh, into the fund. And then the fund part buys commercial assets with all of the aggregated capital uh, from our investment group. Uh, what can you expect for a return on that? Well, You can expect the 6% preferred rate of return, is 6% higher than the riskiest junk bond yield of 4%. Uh, My math is pretty good, yes. So the preferred 6%, meaning the first 6% of profits is paid to our investors uh, in quarterly distributions. How do we get quarterly distributions paid? Because we have cash flow, I said it again. Cash flow, rents, money coming in every single month from our tenant base. Then our investors uh, participate in the upside after the 6% at a 75, 25, 75% to the investors. So their aggregated or targeted returns uh, coming at around 10 to 14%. I think that's higher than 4%. I know it's better than a, than a government bond at, at less than 1%. So 10 to 14% targeted quarterly distributions. And then they also get to participate because the fund liquidates everything In a six-year period, we sell everything inside the fund at the end of six years. All that profit is then split between the investors and us as the company. And that's also a 75% split as well. So 75% of all the profits go to our passive investors. I'm going to say it again, passive. And what does that mean? You cannot pick the carpet. You cannot pick the paint. You cannot receive a phone call from a tenant. I won't allow you. You can't manage the asset. Oh, sorry, you're also not allowed to be liable for anything that happens on the asset. You don't have to go get a loan for the asset. We do everything for our investors. And in return, they get 75% of the profits when we sell everything inside the fund. Now, IRR stands for an internal rate of return. It's a calculation we use in finance that breaks down the value or the return value, the value of the money over the life that it's in the fund, which is like I said, five to six years. Well, that works out to be all of the cash flow plus the equity when we sell, the IRRs are targeted north of 20%, 21, 22%. And then finally we target out what's called an equity multiple. And the equity means the money that an investor puts in, that's their equity into the deal. Well, everybody wants to know. Well, what, you know, what do I get back when everything sells out at the end? The investor gets their hundred thousand dollars back, and then we target additional hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty thousand back. So that's a, a two point two or a two point four equitable, uh, equity um, uh, multiple uh, on the capital going in. So that's what the numbers look like. The question is: Is would that be exciting to you? Would it be exciting to reap all the rewards and the tax benefits of owning commercial real estate? That's for you to decide. You know, we, we talked about this on a weekly basis now. What is this year going to look like for you as an individual? Will it be different than it was last year? I don't know. This is only for people who want it, which is such a beautiful thing. It's not for everybody. Some people are just going to keep on doing what they've been doing. And in return, they're gonna keep getting what they've been getting. And I always say to my investors on the very first phone call I have with them, I say, are you happy with your current investments? And if they say no, we unpack that a little bit. And we start looking at some of the solutions to those potential problems going forward. Um, What are you gonna leave for the next generation and the generation after you? That's a question that I also ask them. Are you looking to really create wealth and long-term wealth? And I had a great question this week and I hadn't thought about it until this guy actually asked it to me so directly. He said, I'm in, I wanna go in the fund. I also wanna go in that single deal that you're doing on the side, the 81 units that I just described to you. He said, I wanna do that as well. He said, but you know, if you're working my money like that, I don't want it back. Can you keep working the money? And I, I had a little wry smile and I said, this is the guy who understands the game. It's finding money which is lazy, earning, earning bad yields, negative yields against um, inflation. I said, this guy's smart, he gets it. He understands the game of money. And the game of money is getting money out and letting it go to work. Because if you don't work the money, the money ain't gonna work for you. It's as simple as that. Um, we've had a lot of success. We continue to have a lot of success. Um, we've attracted the attention of a lot of people in our fund which is a testimony to our business model it's also a testimony to the fact that I'm the CEO of this company and to be able to actually connect with with a CEO of a fund like this is a rarity but uh, I come from pretty simple background and I never forgot what it was like to be in fear around capital and um, I take I take a personal um, position on every investor that comes in with us. So we are approachable, uh, old school baby. We get on the phone. Um, this has been Real Estate Revealed. Reach out to us, freedomventure.com. And like I said, pick up the phone and call me, 781-922-4418. And if you're in Danvers Square, I might even buy you a cup of coffee at Mandu. See you next week, God bless.
0: Any securities being offered are under an exemption provided by SEC Regulation D Rule 506C. Only accredited investors who meet the SEC Regulation D 501 accredited investor accreditation standards or who provide suitable verification of accredited status may invest into these offerings. Any historical performance data represents past performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Tune in again Saturday mornings at 11 for Real Estate Revealed, hosted by Dave Seymour, the star of a Flipping Boston and CEO of Freedom Venture Investments in Danvers. The prior show was a paid program that does not express